0: A moment you're going to be getting a puzzle piece, which is maybe weird, but I promise we're going somewhere. Don't eat it. Um, it's Sade's. She'll be very upset, um, but just kind of go with it this morning. While she's doing that, I'm going to take a moment just to um, maybe just to reflect uh, for a second and then to talk about something that I believe is amazing. Um, one, I was just thinking this morning, I know maybe some of us are looking around and You're like, oh, we got a down crowd today. You know, we have started on our first Sunday with 14 people. Like, <laughs> okay, it's not amazing. I, th- I think it's pretty amazing. Um, I-, I was just looking around this morning and thinking, man, look look what God can do, right? Because we have no idea what we're doing. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Um, but, man, look what God can do. Um, we thought maybe when we started this thing that, if, that, you know, 25 people, man, that was like an amazing Sunday, and I'd say there's probably, I don't know, numbers, I don't really care about numbers, I don't check, but there's probably like 60, 70 people in here this morning, um, and that's amazing to me, um, because this is a down Sunday, right? <laughs> that's amazing to me, and um, God is just so good, and I just want to take a minute just to just to think about where God has brought us from, uh, but as as we're doing that, I just also want to say we're going somewhere, right? This is not the end, it's not the, thank you, Um, me and whoever clapped back there, we are going somewhere, just kidding, Um, I I believe that, I believe God's doing things and God's working and um, I I know maybe that sounds silly to you, but I just believe that um, that's the kind of God we serve, a God who Ephesians, uh, I think it's four, says who can do abundantly more than we can ever think or imagine. That's uh, the God that we serve. And I've got a big imagination, so I'm just waiting to see what God's gonna do in the next little bit. But um also we got this thing and I know Lydia talked about it, but uh it's just a little backpack deal uh, you got in your chair today. And I really do want you to pray about that. Um it's not just like twelve pieces of supplies for seven thirty five. I just want you to know that. Um it is a backpack, like a nice backpack filled with 12 pieces of supplies for seven thirty-five. dollars um, You can't buy like four packs of crayons for that. I just want you to imagine as you're praying, there's kids just at the school. This is where they're going, right down to East Knox, and if we have more, we're going to take them to Rita. If we have more, we'll find another school that needs them um, because I, b- I believe that, that God's going to do an amazing thing with this. Um, there are kids right down the road that they don't have a backpack or... They don't have a backpack that's nice. Can you imagine walking into school like day one with, I don't know, brothers, cousins, you know, whatever backpack that's been around for 30 years. It's dirty, torn up, falling apart. You can't keep stuff in it because it comes out the bottom. Um, that's what some people are walking into school with the first day. And I just think it'd be nice if we could just see what God would do with that. Um that we could just say, you know what, there's there's somebody that loves you, and we at least want you to start out on on equal footing. We don't want you to start out in a place of they're less or they're not as cool as me because they don't have the Jan Sport Mickey Mouse backpack. Um, But we can start out in a place where we're all uh, equal footing, and I just want you to know there's a million ways to show the love of God. Maybe that's not the one he's called you to, but um, I'm just feeling this today because I'm asking you to be generous. Whoever gives the most backpacks, I'll match you. I'll just do it. And God just told me to do that. So you give 30, I'll give 30, whatever it is. So um, I, I'm not going to ask you to be generous and me not do it. So um, anyway, just pray about that. And, and we'll see what God wants to do with that. And uh, we're going to celebrate whatever he does. I think the goal is 120. To me, that's just such a little goal. <laughs> that's such a little goal. And um, especially for $7 and something. So anyway, just pray about that, um, and then we'll see what God wants to do. But man, you guys excited this morning? Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I don't know if you're ex- I'm excited. I've been excited about this all week. I've been thinking about uh, what God was going to do. We started a series uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess last week, um, called Come Together. You know, yeah. the Beatles song. We're going to get that queued up um, for, for next week. It's going to happen. I'm going to say come together, and it's going to come together. Uh, No? Okay. You know it. It's coming next week, so just learn it this week. It's worship song number five next week. Um, But man, so excited about this series, this idea of church unity. Um, that's what we're talking about for the next few weeks thank you one person amen hallelujah Um, maybe that's not exciting to you um, but it's exciting to me because until there's a unified church there will never be an effective church Um, until there's a church that's that's together that's moving in one direction one purpose one mission there will never be a church that's really worth much of anything to anybody outside of the walls and it's amazing, right, to come in and sing worship songs. I love that. Uh, I don't know uh, to use a Christian word that was lit this morning, right? Like I'm sweaty. Um, that was amazing, um, just to get in front of God and just to, and just to sing those songs this morning. Um, that was an amazing thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody out there knows right. who out there was changed by our worship this That's morning. Right. Nobody is that effective for us. It's good. But, like, it's not the mission that Jesus gave the church, is it? And he said, hey, I'm, I'm going away, and before I go, I want you to do something. I want you to go make disciples. He didn't say go make new worship songs, right? And worship songs are good, but that's not what we were called out for uh, you know, like messages, that's good. We got messages, we got podcasts, we got a podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it pops up on the internet like every, I think, Wednesday. You can listen to Sunday if you weren't here. It's amazing. Uh, there's podcasts of all kinds of preachers all over the world. It's an amazing thing. There are people that listen to our podcasts from probably other states, maybe you know, other countries. That's uh, an amazing thing to me. Um, but that's not what God's called the church to, right? Amen. Go preach more messages. That's what he said. Like This is good for us, but it doesn't do anything unless it transfers to out there. And I'll just be honest with you, until we're unified in purpose and mission, it'll never transfer from the seats to, to the out there. Uh, and church unity, it's, it's an amazing thing. And it's a thing that Jesus prayed for, as we talked about last week, before he went to the cross. Yeah. It's an important thing. I just want to say this morning, before I go any farther, um, I don't know of anything, like this is not aimed at anybody, I don't know of anything that, that's going on, so if you're like, I'm here for the first time, and if there's something crazy, I'm not coming back. I don't know of anything crazy, uh, this is just something God's placed on my heart, um, so we're just going to go for it. Um, church unity is is more than just something we talk about when somebody's doing something we don't like, it has to be where we exist. And for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about that. But before we talk about it, we got to have like a working definition of unity. And I think I got unity definition back there. Hopefully, the computer is being weird the past couple of days. So, do we got it? It's okay if not. We do got it? It's coming. There we go. Okay, unity. It's back there. It's on the back. Uh Unity get my binoculars out. <laughs> is the quality or state, it back here now, the quality or state of not being multiple. It's this idea that we're not like a a, a a bunch of different things running in different directions, but this idea of oneness, that we have one mission, one purpose. Not that we're all the same people. We've got one mission and one purpose. It's a, a condition of harmony or accord. Basically, that means just that we get along. Unity is getting along. That's a, that's a revolutionary idea in the church today, isn't it? Anybody, you can just raise your hand for this one because it's not here because we don't have business meetings. But anybody been to a church that just horrible business meeting and you like crawled out (laughs) under the pew and like through the back door and you like snuck out? Or maybe if it wasn't you, uh, I heard a cool story a couple weeks ago about how there was a pastor who got up on stage and he just blasted somebody from the stage out there. That's not unity, right? Uh, you've, maybe if you've not been to one of those business meetings, you've heard of one of those business meetings. If you don't know what a business meeting is, you can ask Kenny uh, later. Uh, he'll, he'll tell you. Um, but church, not necessarily known for getting along, right? Like, that's not something we're known for. That would be a revolutionary message in the church today. And three is this quality or state of being made, one, this unification. It's like a process where you take many parts and you turn them into one unit, one thing, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning, and we're going to do that in First Corinthians 12, so if you've got your Bible, you can kind of flip there. Um, who, who's got a puzzle piece this morning? Anybody not have a puzzle piece? Everybody needs a puzzle piece today. We're going to get together after, just as a constructive, a unifying event, we're going to put this puzzle together, and we're not leaving until it's, it, it's there. I'm just kidding. Um, that's not true. I'm just messing with some of you. You can, if you want, collect all the puzzle pieces at the end and put them together. Um, it makes an amazing little snow leopard. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, but anyway, um, Charlie likes cats. It just is what it is. She bought the puzzle, so she picked. Uh, but this morning, we're going to be in First Corinthians 12, and we're going to talk about this idea of unification, that there are many parts in one body, and that's what... Paul, the writer of this letter, talks about. If you don't know about 1 Corinthians, it's it's a letter written by Paul, right? He's a cool guy. He wrote a lot of the New Testament, um, a lot of stuff we believe um, come kind of from Jesus through Paul, and um, he wrote this letter to the church at Corinth, and uh, it's one of two letters that we have. He might have written more, but if he did, they didn't make it into the Bible, so we got two, and um Most of this letter deals with the fact that um, the church at Corinth wasn't really a unified church. It had a lot of problems. Imagine that, a church with problems, right? Like, um, I didn't know there were any of those, but there apparently was at least one in Corinth. Um, Just kidding, like every church has problems. If you're looking for a church without problems, just go home um, because there aren't any. Every church has problems because every church is filled with people and people have problems. And if you're here and I'm here, then there are going to be problems because you got problems and I got problems. So it just is what it is. Um, Just give it grace like Jesus gives you grace, I guess. But um, anyway, this church had problems, and we're not going to talk about all of them today, but there were some crazy ones. And uh, one of those problems is it wasn't really a unified church. Imagine that, right? A lot of people, not unity. Unity. I don't know why that happens, but it seems to always happen when there are people, you have opinions, and you have thoughts, and you have backgrounds, and people fight, and it is what it is, and apparently that's not how the church is supposed to act, so we got a letter that talks about that, and it talks about unity inside of the body. If you look at 12, it says diversity and spiritual gifts, and what he starts out doing is talking about things that that make us our individual selves and how there's something that surpasses our individual self. And he just, maybe, maybe we can, if you have your Bible, you can go to four. And he says, now there are different gifts. In other words, every person in the church has different spiritual gifts. Maybe you got the same as somebody, but we don't have the same one. He says, maybe we have different gifts, but we have the same spirit. Right, the same Holy Spirit is in us. There's something even in, our, uh, even in our diversity that unifies us. We all have different gifts. Maybe we have uh, different things that we are good at. But, but even in those things that are different about us, we have the same Holy Spirit living in us. There's something that's greater than our dif- differences, and it's this unifying spirit that we have. He says there are different ministries, you know, maybe you didn't know that, but if you drove down Millertown Pike from the mall to here today to get to church, there are about 11 churches, right? I counted one day, there are about 11 churches from just the mall, that's crazy, and it started at like Food City um, down to where Millertown Pike kind of ends and turns into village Pike. There are like 11 churches on there, it's, it's pretty crazy, or at least 11 that you can see from the road. Um, that's kind of nuts, right? Um, and all those are different ministries, and, and inside of those, there's all different ministries. Probably there's like a kid's ministry and a student ministry, and then there's like maybe senior adults ministry. Some people have those, and then there's like the normal thing that we do, and then maybe there's worship ministry, and there's homeless ministry. You know, like there's different ministries. People do different things. They're involved in different things. That's what he's saying. But but there's only one Lord, Right. You know, the same Lord that we serve is the same Lord that, the I think it's Green Acres right up here, serves. And what he's saying is you're not against each other, right? right. 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 The same Lord that we serve is the same Lord that, I, is it Bloodbot, like down in the field down there? <laughs> that they serve, hopefully, right? I've never been there, but I mean, probably. Same, okay. Uh, yeah. I, that was a joke, yeah. people. Um, somebody's going to be mad at me now. Um <laughs> But it's like it's the same Lord, different ministries, but we're working together for the same thing. We have diversity, but in our diversity, there's still a unifying thing that's greater than our diversity. There's got to be something greater than our church name. Right. You know why? Because churches end. Anybody know where the church at Corinth is today? No. Yeah. You know why? Because all churches end, right? If Jesus doesn't come back before, you know, a couple hundred years, overflow probably won't be a thing. There might be a new overflow, right? But overflow probably won't be, won't be a thing because churches end. He says there are different activities, maybe there are different things we like to be involved in, maybe you like to be involved in parking and somebody likes to be involved in greeting, and those two things are not at war, although the parking people probably tell you that they're better than the greeting people because they've got to stand in the rain, right? But like, you know, whatever, they're not against each other, they're together. He um, says there are different activities, but it's the same God that's active in in everyone and everything it's the same God, and he just starts out and he's talking about this this fact that maybe maybe in the church we do find this diversity maybe maybe you're good at things that I'm not good at, and I'm good at things that you're not good at, but but at the end of the day we're not against each other we're for each other because we all wrap that around the same God amen right like like it's it's okay that I'm different than you, and it's okay that you're different than me It's okay we come from different places is what he's saying. It's okay that we have different histories and different backgrounds. It's okay that some of you guys come from a different denomination maybe than I did. That's, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, when you pull it all down and trace it all back, as long as we have the same Spirit living in us, the Holy Spirit living in us, we're, we're going to share heaven together. Sure. As long as our lives are wrapped around the same Lord, we're going to find agreement somewhere, yeah. right? Amen. I may I may still be like man. I love I love the parking team and you. Be, I, I love the greeting team and that's okay because all those things are working together to advance the same purpose and mission because they're all wrapped around the same Lord and that's what that's what he's saying. We have diversity in the body and that that's a good thing as long as we remember the, the thing that unites us is stronger than the thing that divides us and that's what he's talking about here in twelve and he just starts giving some 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 different examples um and the manifestation of the spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial and he just kind of takes a little snapshot of some spiritual gifts and he says one is given the message of wisdom through the spirit where'd it come from through the spirit and another the message of knowledge also by the same spirit and to another faith did you know that's a spiritual gift Mm -hmm. we need people in the church today who have faith i don't know if you know that or not but not everybody has faith in the church Mm -hmm. right Sometimes the world's falling apart and somebody's life's falling apart and they're like, I don't know where God is. And they need somebody that's got faith, great faith to step in and say, you know what? God's got this. You know why? Because all things work together for the good for those that love him. And it doesn't need to be a saying kind of in your little box. It needs to be from a person that you got faith. And that's a spiritual gift. And he says, they've placed those people in the church. right? And it's all by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing. Maybe there's a healer in here. Who knows? By the same Spirit, to another, performing of miracles. Uh, to another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, uh, different kinds of languages. To another, interpretation of languages. But listen to this. But one in the same Spirit is active in all these. One in the same Spirit is active in all these. Whatever you got. It's not really better than what everybody else got because it's the same spirit that's active in every one of those things. Say your gift is I'm a good prayer. Hallelujah. We need people of prayer in the church. I'm not looking down on you. I'm I'm asking you, right? Continue to do what you do. I'm not looking down on somebody that's a great faith prayer. We need great faith prayers in the church again. There's nothing that happens in the church that's going to be worth anything that doesn't start with prayer. And all those gifts, no matter if it's teaching or singing or parking or coffeeing or bathroom cleaning or whatever those are, right? Whatever your gift is, whatever your spot is, whatever your thing is, none of those are less than any other is what he's saying because they all come from the same spirit. And this is what the spirit does, distributing to each one as he wills. You know why you got the gift that you get? Because that's the one God picked out for you. You know why you get to do what you get to do? Because that's what God picked out for you. If you're a, a great faith prayer, you know you know why God did that? Because he knew that you could do that, right? Yeah. Some people, they don't have that attention span, right? Like, Father God, I want this sandwich. And then you're done, right? Like <laughs> That's not the person you want praying for the activities in the church probably, right? <laughs> i had three seconds there That's a record for me right like that's not that's not it and you're maybe like that's the dumbest gift in the world no that that's the gift that god picked out for you and if that's what you got that's where he placed you and that's your position in the body praise the lord we need prayers man i can't do much but i got faith well hallelujah because there's people that don't have faith and maybe they can do something if somebody will get behind them and blow a little faith wind in the sails right and you may be like, that's the dumbest gift ever. All I got is faith. I, I trust that God is going to get me through whatever there is to get me through. Man, somebody needs that today. Yeah. Because there are people sitting around that don't believe that God is going to get them through where they're at today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why God placed those people in the church. And that's why you got the thing you got. And he says all that to say this. We're all different. Amen. Hallelujah, we ain't all Brad. Amen. You wouldn't... You wouldn't like it. I'll be honest. You wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it. It sounds good for a minute, but it's just not good. Um, Hallelujah, we're not all me, right? And we don't all have the same gifts. Because it'd be a boring church, wouldn't it? Everybody dressed the same. Everybody looked the same. Everybody talked the same. Everybody acted the same. It'd be a boring church, wouldn't it? It would. Now let me flip this on you. Isn't that the churches we gravitate toward? Everybody looks like us. We better go there. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, because that's boring. Um, that's boring. Um, we're all different, is what he's saying. Praise God. Amen. Because we have a unity in our diversity, and that unity is that spirit, that Lord, that's active in all of us. Now, that's kind of a setup this morning. Um To 12 because in 12 he starts breaking it down and he gives us a visual example of what he's talking about because some of us are like man that's amazing hallelujah amen what's that got to do with me and here uh paul in 12 is going to talk about it because he's talking to the church right a group of people like us who say we know jesus right if you showed up today 95 percent of you probably at least think in you uh, you know jesus because lost people don't come to church a lot anymore. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Used to be able to just kind of put a little sign out in the yard, and it was like, uh, there's a church there. I'll just I'll go in and check that thing out. That day is gone. Lost people are pretty much done with church as this goes, right? The, the, actually, there's statistics, and I'll just tell you this because uh, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, eight out of ten people is, is what it says that were surveyed on this thing said they would come to church if somebody would just ask them. So, I mean, that that's startling because it's the same makeup pretty much every week. But um, that's what it says. I don't know if that's true or not. But that's just kind of a cool statistic. But the days of just lost people walking up in the church, that that's kind of over. You have to actually engage people now and invite people now. And, it, and maybe that won't even work now because we used to start from a commonality of at least most people on the planet believed in God. And now that's not true. Most people on the planet now think God's a fairy tale, which is sad for them. Right? Because he's not, and it's sad for us because that's what we've shown him. See, the reality is the God that doesn't make a difference in you is the God that your neighbor doesn't want. The God that doesn't make a difference in any place except for in these walls is the world is the God the world doesn't need. And we're going to talk in a couple weeks about uh, something that God's kind of placed on my heart with that, but I'm going to let him kind of marinate that for a second make sure I'm doing what he wants me to with that. But uh, I just want you to know that, like, God has called us out of this place, and it's going to take diversity to get us there. It's going to take diversity, working together in harmony to do that. But he starts talking about this example of, of this diversity in the unity. And in 12, he says, for as the body is one, he says, think about your body. It's one body, right? And has many parts, and all the parts of that body, though many, are one body. That's a lot of words, right? Just read that again so you can get that, because it took me like 17 times. For as the body is one and has many parts, it says think about the body, right? It's one body but it's made up of different parts, right? Like this, all you're looking at is Brad, I'm sorry. Um, But all you're looking at is Brad, but Brad is made up of like fingers and and there's stuff inside those fingers, but connected to the fingers, there's like a a palm and connected to the palm, there's like a whatever part of the arm that is and then there's an elbow and then there's a whatever this part of the arm is, right? And then there's a shoulder connected to a torso, there's a head on there somewhere and it kind of spikes out from there a couple, three more times. Like that's all different parts, but it makes one brad that you're looking at right same thing for you right you got fingers probably most of you you got like hands you got arms you got legs you got torso you got a head or at least some combination of those parts like that's us we're made up of a bunch of different parts but we just have one body that's what he's saying here but here's the cool thing because you're like okay that's awesome thank you for the anatomy lesson what's that have to do with me he says so also is christ or the body of Christ. He's talking about the body of Jesus here. and He's not talking about like Jesus who was standing here, but like the church is called the body of Christ, right? That's a thing. Yes, that's. I'm, uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's a thing. We're called the body of Christ. That's what we're called. We're also called the bride. It's kind of weird. We're just we call both. Um, but this is what he's saying to us. He's saying that the body of Christ is the same way as our body. It's made up of different parts. There's a lot of different parts, but it's all part of the same body. In other words, if you know Jesus today, if you've been churchward saved, then you have been kind of plucked out of whatever you were and planted into the body of Christ. And some of you guys get to be fingers and some of you guys get to be toes and some of you guys get to be elbows, but you're all part of the same body. And what he's saying here is we're diverse. The body of Christ ain't got 42 million fingers, right? Like we're diverse. We all have different things that we're good at different things that make us who we are and that's an amazing thing but at the end of the day when you scale it all the way back we're all part of one body. Jesus does not have 34 bodies. You're not the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And, and and I know that like I'm not an anatomy guy so I was trying to think like god what what will represent this to me? And it's like puzzles, right? You ever seen a puzzle? Anybody do puzzles? Anybody a puzzle doer? That's cool. You get a TV, you'll quit that. Um, I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm just mean. Pray for me. Um, But you've ever seen a puzzle, right? Like It's it's a bunch of different pieces. You can get puzzles in like 12 pieces. Those are hard. Up to like a couple thousand pieces, like 10, 100,000 maybe. I don't know. This is 100 pieces, right? 100-piece puzzle. And everybody's got a puzzle piece today because everybody in this room today is part of the body of Christ, if you know Jesus. They didn't make you saved, so don't like go there. But if you are, right, uh, then, then you're part of the body of Christ today. Um, but like, if you look at your puzzle piece that you got, it probably doesn't really tell you much about the puzzle, right? I got like a, mm, a cloud and maybe a mountain. But I, I don't know, really, it's maybe a mountain puzzle, I don't know. Um, but this puzzle, anybody got like a globe on yours? Anybody got something from a globe? And Glober's here, you got a globe, you got a globe, that's cool. Anybody got like maybe some kind of fuzzy cat animal on yours? Any, any cat animal people, that's cool. Um, I think if, if we did this right, your pieces will connect together and you can start seeing the picture. But um, But this is what the puzzle actually looks like, right? That's pretty. Um, Sade wants all the pieces back at the end because she's going to work it for the second time in two days. Um, she had to put this together last night. But this is what it looks like. And, yeah, there's the puzzle done up there. Um, and it's one picture, right? Isn't it amazing? You put all these little bitty weird-looking shape I don't even know if they are shape, organic shapes or whatever they are. <laughs> like You put all these together, and it will eventually make the whole picture. And I think like of the body of Christ. That's that's what it kind of says to me, right? Like we're a bunch of different pieces, and and by ourselves we're not really worth a whole lot. We talked about community last week. Like by ourselves, eh, mountain. You know, like, maybe there's mountains here. But by, by ourselves we're never going to get the whole picture. We, we were not meant to exist on our own. This piece in itself is not a puzzle. It's a piece of a greater puzzle. Just like today, we're all parts, we're many parts, but we're, we're a piece of a greater picture. And that picture is the body of Christ. See, it's amazing that some of us try to do it on our own maybe you are that person maybe you've met that person but you're like oh I'm, I'm i'm religious or i believe in jesus but i'm just i don't do the church thing well that's weird cuz jesus told you to do the church thing and if you don't do the church thing you're probably not listening to to jesus like he set us up in community right the bible talks about and maybe not a lot it's not like go to church every day go to church every day go to church every day but jesus believed in the church he set up the church and it even says in the bible right don't forsake i think it's in hebrews the assembling of the brother and so it's not actually possible to follow jesus and listen to what he says not in the church context that's not that's not possible cuz jesus said to do the church right and if you don't do the church then you're not following cuz you're not listening but even greater than that like it's impossible to be the church on your own. So you're just a piece of the church, right? You're not a piece of the building because the building is not the church. This is a reformed bar, and when we leave, it'll probably be a really nice looking bar again. It's just reality, right? It's just how it is. Somebody will move back in here and do the thing. Maybe it'll be another church. Maybe it'll be a bar. Who knows? It doesn't matter. It's a building. There's no power in the building, the power is in the people that, yeah. that occupy the building. Um, but here's here's the best way i can demonstrate to you what we are we're this right we're this little piece of a puzzle and you need all the pieces to do the puzzle you ever found like one puzzle piece isn't that like infuriating Especially like if you have a lot of puzzles. You don't even know what puzzle that goes to unless it's like an important piece. But like You know some of the puzzles where like all the edges are black and you've got six of them and it's just like six puzzles and all the edges on all the puzzles are black and the only way to figure out which puzzle it goes to is to put all the puzzles together and you're like, I'm not doing that, so what you do is you just throw it away and then the next time that you get to that puzzle, you're like, oh, I have all the pieces and the puzzle goes in the trash can, right? Because <laughs> you threw it away. But that's what some of us try to do with the church I'm my own solitary single puzzle piece and I'm doing this Christianity thing and I just want you to know it's not a possibility today actually the way that he talks about it and the way that it is it's not just Paul's opinion it's how Jesus set up the church is that uh, we are all many parts we're all one of these and all those parts come together to make up the body or the puzzle In other words, we'll never get the full picture of what God has called the church to be without all the pieces. So from the side of I'm my own puzzle piece, um, that's not accurate. And from the side of we're trying to make the puzzle, you can't do it without all the pieces. And that's what he spends the next part of 12 saying to us. He says, for we were all baptized by one spirit into the body, right? We come to know Jesus, and what we do after we come to know Jesus? If you've not been baptized, I'm going to just step on you for just a second. Um, and, and I mean, baptize on the right side of Jesus. Right. Maybe some of you come up in a denomination where we baptize babies. If you got saved after that, you need to be baptized again. That's just how that works, because baptism is not just a thing that we do to like, get us into the process of heaven. It's, it's a sign, right, that we're following Jesus, What's it say? He says, go make disciples. And then it says what right after that? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, right? Not in the name of overflow or the name of... You don't have to be baptized every time you go to a different church, right? Because you're not baptized in the name of the church. You don't have to be baptized by every preacher you ever had because you're not baptized in the name of the preacher by the name of the Father and the Son. But then what's it say? By the Holy Spirit. We're baptized saying that we're following God, the Father, God, the Son, and, and we have, and we're following the Holy Spirit. He says we're all baptized by the same Spirit into the body, whether Jew or Greek. Now, the Jews would represent like the most religious people on the planet, right? So let's just change that, whether we're religious or Gentiles, right, or Greeks, whatever your Bible says. I think mine last night said Gentiles, and it says Greeks, but, you anyway, or Greeks. Or the Greeks? They were the pagans, right? They followed all the other gods, not really the religion of God. What what he's saying here is you're you're not religious, right? Like the really good people and the really bad people. We're all in the same body. Meaning if you're one of those really religious people, what you don't need to do is say, I don't need your peace because you're not like me. I don't need your peace because you don't dress like me or you don't talk like me or you don't act like me or you don't live like me. or You don't act like me. You know, you're hurting the whole puzzle, because we need all the pieces. You don't get to pick who's in the puzzle, right? It's not your puzzle. (laughs) You're just part of the puzzle, right? You don't even get to work the puzzle. It's God's puzzle, right? It's God's body, and he picks all the pieces, and you don't get to determine, right? I'm I'm a religious person. I'm a good person. I dress like this and talk like this. I was raised in church. We don't need you heathens around here. No, you're hurting the puzzle, because in reality, if God's picked them out and he's put them in his puzzle, we do need them, And on the other side, right, like if you're one of those heathens, right, you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm not hanging out with those religious people. I'm not hanging out with those church people. I don't want nothing to do with that. You're hurting the puzzle, too. God put you in the same puzzle so you could get along, so you could learn whether you're religious or you're not religious, whether you're good or you're a heathen, that that we're all in this one body together. Maybe you weren't raised in church. Maybe you walked in yesterday and you got saved this morning, but you're part of the body and you don't you don't get to pick who gets to be part of the body. He says, whether slave or free. Now, now slaves, what? They're people with, like, really no status. They're property, but we'll just kind of go with low socioeconomic status, walked in. I can't afford a backpack. Those people, right? And and we got the upper class, right? Like, the uh, I, I'm the free. Whether you're rich or poor, right? You don't get to decide, oh, they, they're they smelly. They don't get to be near me. I went to a church one time, and there they they were homeless people. They bust them into the church, and some people in the church were like, I can't believe they're doing that. Why? Do they not need Jesus because they live outside? See, but for the grace of God, we would all be living outside right now. We get to decide who's in the puzzle, whether slave or free. And we were all made to drink of the one Spirit. I'm, I'm totally just saying what I think here, so look it up later. But what is communion, right? We take this cup, and the cup is the new covenant this is a sign again that we know jesus are part of the body of christ it's this outward sign that says hey i'm i'm part of him i've assimilated into him and i think that's what it's talking about here when it says we're all drink of the one cup of this new covenant we all say that we're saved, right and if you're saved you're in the body he says every one of us that know jesus are in that body doesn't matter what the skin tone is we're all in that body I think it's crazy. The only thing left segregated in America is the church, right? You got white churches and black churches. Why don't we just have churches? Right? We're all going to go to heaven. There's not white heaven and black heaven and Mexican heaven and Middle Eastern heaven, right? Asian heaven. I'm trying to get everybody. I'm being inclusive this morning. but It's not going to be those. So so why do we only look for people with our skin tone to invite to church? That's silly, Right? we're We're all part of the same body, and then he says again in fourteen, so the body is not one part, not the body. you are not the body on your own you can't even be church- you can't you can't do church on your own, you can't be church on your own you can't be an effective Christian on your own, you can't do Christianity on your own. We need each other, so the body is not one part but Many, and he says in fifteen, right? Because we just were getting it all today. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. In spite of this, it still belongs to the body. He's using a, he's using an illustration that we'll get right. He's just saying, wouldn't this be silly? Like, think about your body today. If your foot was like, you know what, I'm out of here. You don't respect me. You don't take care of me. You don't take me to get pedicures. You walk on me. You stuff me in those stinky shoes you've had for six years. You don't change your socks every day. I'm out of here. I want to be a hand, and if you won't let me be a hand, I'm gone. Wouldn't that be silly? You know why I'd be silly? Because your foot doesn't have that ability. Your foot can't just, like, jump off and, like, bloop across the room and leave i can't do that you can't be like i like john better and go connect itself to john it can't it can't do that and it seems like a silly example but like don't we see that in the church he, he goes on because he's like you guys probably wouldn't get it with just one he's talking to the corinthian church we got it but they probably didn't um he says, and if the ear, right, like ear, should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, because they won't let me be an eye, I'm out of here. Every time I ask to be an eye, they're like, position's taken, we don't need any more eyes, we already got two eyes, I'm an eye, I would be a very talented eye, I'd be so good at seeing, just, if they would just move me around just a little bit, I could do this, I'm out of here. It's silly, right? Your ear can't be like, uh, first of all, that wouldn't even work, right? Like your ear can't see. It's just, that's not the ability that it has. It has the ability to hear. That's what it's good at. That's what it does. And if you attached it to the front of your face, it wouldn't really do much, would it? It would just hear people in front of you better, I guess, than it would people beside you. But it doesn't see just because it moves position. He says, isn't that silly? But isn't, isn't that something we see in the church? Oh, they won't let me do nothing. Oh, they won't. They won't. They won't. They won't let me do this thing. I, I, that's the thing that I really want to do, and they won't let me do this thing. So I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm. I'm not coming back. Or man, they. 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 They don't act like they. They don't. They don't act like they care about me, or they don't treat me, you know like. And then, and then we're out of there, right? And maybe there are problems. Like, maybe you would be, like, the best dang um, banjo player in the world, right? Like, maybe we need some banjo. We need to do a David Crowder song sometime, and you're, like, that guy, and, like, we could bring you out for that. Maybe there are some things, right? Maybe people don't, like, treat you like community, but is that a good reason to split and to run from the church is what he's saying. And not just, like, a, a particular church, but, like, church in general. I'm just, I'm never, I'm done. I'm done with Christianity. I'm never coming back. I'm just going to go be the church on my own. And is that a possibility? He says, no, right? Like you you can, I don't want to be part of that puzzle. I'll just go be a puzzle by myself. Well, you'll go be very unhappy living outside of the will of God by yourself is what you'll do. And you'll hinder the church because the church needs you. It needs your ability, your talent, it needs your history, it needs your background, it needs your stories, it needs your, maybe maybe, maybe people don't love you enough. Maybe, Maybe you should just pray for them and engage them, right? And speak to me. Okay, awesome. Speak to them next time. Huh. Maybe that's your gift, not theirs. Right? <laughs> like, but isn't it silly to be like, oh, I'm never, never coming back? I'm never. Now, I want you to hear this. There are some churches with legitimate issues that cause them to not actually be the church. Right? There are some preachers that don't preach the Word of God. God's not telling you you have to stay there, right? There's no reason to stay in a place where where (laughs) the heresy is being taught. There's no reason for that. There's no reason to stay in a place that that the Spirit of God has left. There's no reason for that. All I'm saying is if you're looking for perfection in the church and that's your standard for being at the church, you're never going to do church. I can't be involved because blah, blah, blah. Well, if you can't be involved, you hurt the whole puzzle. I'm not talking about legitimate reasons here to leave. I'm just talking about somebody didn't speak to me or I don't like that song or that that kind of stuff. They don't have the job that I want to do. Well, maybe you need to just talk to somebody. <laughs> Nobody knows you're good at that because you just sit there, right? Like, really? And he says, it doesn't work that way. And here's, here's why we're all different. Here's why we all have different talents and abilities. If, if the whole body were an eye, we wouldn't have any hearing. If everybody preached, it'd be bad. That's just what it's saying, right? Let's just boil that down. If everybody sang, it'd be bad. If everybody was a greeter, it'd be bad. If everybody wrote postcards every week to people who weren't there, it'd be bad because you'd be at home writing postcards because somebody had to write you a postcard because you're at home writing postcards for someone who wasn't there last week, right? Like, <laughs> it'd, it'd be bad. We need all the different things. And if he says that the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? You know, you know, noses are ugly, but they're useful, right? We need them. And he says, but now, listen to this God has placed the parts, each one of them, in the body just as he wanted. God has placed the parts in the body just as he wanted. You know why? Because it's his puzzle. And it's his pieces. He gets to pick who's in it. He gets to pick where you are. He gets to pick what you're good at. He gets to pick what you do. That's, that's all work of God. That's every bit of work of God. I don't like my gift. Take it up with God, right? Like That's what he gave you. They don't have a spot for my gift. Maybe they do. And you just haven't said anything. Or maybe God's doing what he does with David, right? You you notice, what what did God do with David? He was just sitting at home one day and he took him. He's like, you're king. Set him up, gave him the kingdom. Is that what happened with David? Anybody ever read that story? Because it's not what happened with David, right? (laughs) That's not. He got the lamest job in the whole family. Brothers out fighting wars and you know what he's doing? Hanging out with sheep. That's not fun sheep, they're boring. They just lay around and breathe a lot. Like, that's what they do. Sheep are boring. I have sheep. I know this, right? Like, that was his job, but he was good at it. He was faithful to it, and what did God do? Elevated him. Elevated him over a period of years, right? got saved yesterday. You don't need to preach today, I've seen churches, right? Like there's a uh, got saved three weeks ago, announced my call to preach today, and I'm preaching. And doesn't that didn't turn out go. I have a kid at school who says he's a preacher, he's the worst kid in the whole school. Hope he listens to this. There there's a there's a period of God raising people up, right? You gotta do something before God'll let you do something cool. You know, you know what I did first thing I ever did in church? Put on a lion costume and ran around at upper basketball games. It's dumb. <laughs> it didn't even fit. It was like for a six foot five person. I had to roll it up and put rubber bands around my legs because I'm not six five. Uh, that wasn't my puzzle piece. <laughs> I would love it to be my puzzle piece. It's not. Uh, that's what I did. And and from there, God in a slow process, right? Moved and moved and moved and moved and moved, and then He's like, "Okay, now I'll let you preach." And I'm still questioning His decision sometimes, but like that's how God works. So they won't let me in. in Actually, a thing they won't let me. Well, maybe it's because you're waiting for the one thing, and if you're waiting for the one thing, are you trying to serve? You trying to be served? Because if there's only one thing you'll do, and if you can't do that one thing, you're not going to do it. That's not service. That's being served. You just want your needs met, right? And maybe God's saying, you can start here, and then I'll put you over here. It's like our puzzle, right? Like, who is disappointed that you got the mountains? Anybody? I'm disappointed I got the mountains. I would like to be this little cute little snow leopard right here. But no matter how many times I want to be that cute little snow leopard, my piece still fits over here. I can wedge it in here and it'll make a really ugly snow leopard. (laughs) Or I can just be these little mountains in the background where God's put me. This is... If we were all the same part, where would the body be? It wouldn't be one. Now there are many parts... We're all different parts, but we're one body. This is in 21, so the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. That's not possible. You know why? Because the eye cannot feed the body. You can't do it. I can't sign checks, right? Like, you're going to lose your house. You can't just try that later. Take a pencil, jam it in your eyeball, and try to write one. Like You can't do that. You know why? Because the eye wasn't made to do that. That's not its role in the body. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you, because it it actually does. And again, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you, because it actually does. You know why? Because the head rolling around by itself would be a weird little thing. It needs the feet to carry it places. It can't go without the feet. Do you get what he's saying to us? We need each other. 22, on the contrary, right, all the more those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are necessary. You ever tried putting a puzzle together without edges? The edges are like not the best part of the picture, but what'd you put together first? I saw it in stages. What'd you put together first? The edges. You know why? Because it makes the rest of it easier. Maybe you're like, oh, I'm just an edge. I'm not that cool little snow leopard. I don't get to be anything cool in the church. Well, maybe we need the edges because without the edges, the rest of the puzzle doesn't work. So you just keep doing your not cool thing because some of us think it's really cool. 23 in those parts of the body that we think are less honorable we clothe these with greater honor and our unpresentable parts have a better presentation but our presentable parts have no need for clothing instead God has put the body together listen to that God has put the body together giving greater honor to the less honorable I just this is just me right but this is what I think you know who God's pleased with the most people nobody knows what you're doing you know why because every once in a while i'll get a text that says man i really enjoyed that that's my reward right like i get i get that but you know i think what makes god smile is the person who'll show up on tuesday and clean a toilet and nobody knows you do it person that shows up like first thing in the morning gets everything open gets everything ready and you're like i don't feel appreciated well why do you need my appreciation when when god has given out the appreciation maybe we should be better about saying you know what thank you for cleaning that toilet i believe we probably should but i just want you to know for this church and any church right because our less presentable parts those are the parts that move the most because we're not good at being thankful to those people For this church and any church, I just want you to know, do the small stuff. Because God's most pleased when nobody else is watching. I really believe that. Those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we clothe these with greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have a better presentation. But our presentable parts have no need for clothing. Instead, God has put the body together. He put you where he wants you, giving greater honor to the less honorable so That there would be what? No division in the body. When we work together, we work the best. When we're all working, we work the best. I'll be honest. It's really hard to complain when you're involved. It just really is. And you're maybe like, I I don't don't see that. Um, Here's what I mean by that. I'll I'll be honest. Um, Just because you do something doesn't mean you can't complain. But when you're involved in the thing that's when it's hard you know why because it's not just I'm helping out it's man I'm a piece of this thing I'm not complaining about you not doing what I think you should do because I know that I need grace you know why because I'm gonna show up late sometimes that's me it's my personality isn't it you know me if you know me you know like I'm on Beeler time it's wrong (laughs) but it is what it is right And what is not going to help me get on time is, man, that preacher, he just never shows up on time. He's just awful. I can't believe he he didn't even, you know know he studies on Saturday night. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'd study Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the week next, right? That's not going to help me do better. (laughs) If you don't like how I do it, pray for me. Maybe God will change it. But complaining to Billy Joe Bob, that don't change anything. Because Billy Joe Bob, he can't change it anyway. See, in reality, if I said today, who needs grace? We should all raise our hand, right? You know which parts of the body today don't need grace? The head, right? Jesus. You don't need grace. Everybody else does. And it's easy. I'm just speaking off the cuff right now. I didn't didn't plan any of this. I'm just speaking, hopefully saying what God would have me to say. I've been there you ever been in a church and you get involved and the more involved you get the more frustrated you are you ever done that I have too and what happens man that person ain't doing that and that person ain't doing that and that person ain't doing that and I'm done I'm done I could do that better if the ear should say because I can't be an I. I'm out of here. That's just not how it works. The closer you get to the center, yeah, the more problems you see, because it's called community, right? <laughs> like you're, you're getting in there with people. It's easy just to sit in a chair and not ever know anything and not ever have to complain because you don't know anything, but that's not helping the body, is it? That's like me saying, I'm going to do something bad. I love you. That's like me saying... Do that puzzle yourself. Because you can't have my peace. Because I'm going to get frustrated at you. I'm just not going to involve myself. Look what you did to the church. It used to be pretty. But it can't be what it's meant to be, can it? Because we get frustrated is not an excuse to not involve ourselves in what God has called us to be involved in. Because other people aren't doing what we expect them to is not an excuse to not be involved in what God has called us to be involved in. See, the only piece you have control over is your puzzle. And you can get mad and you can blame other people for the reason you're not connected. But at the end of the day, God's called you to be connected. They could be lost. But to those of us who know Jesus, what's he say? You're many parts of one body. He says this in 26. I'm, I'm about done. I know it's longer today, but you'll live, I promise. So if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Can I just translate that for you? If you aren't involved and you're called child of God and you're not involved in the local church. You're hindering the church. If you don't invite because people don't come, you're hindering the church. If you don't get involved because you're afraid you'll get mad or you have been mad or you have been hurt. And there's very real things that happen in the church. And I'm not saying that there are not. I've been hurt in church. By people that need grace. Grace. I've probably hurt people in the church. And I need grace. But that does not negate God's call on my life. And if one member shuts down or one member quits, what happens to the body? It quits. You know what happens when your lungs stop? You die. Let's pray to God, some of you guys aren't the lungs. If one member suffers, the whole body suffers. But listen to this. But if one member is honored, man, all the members rejoice with it. But if one person's blowing that out of the water, I'm a part of that. I might be the clean the bathroom part, but praise God, I'm a part of that. I might be the I get here and unlock the door, but praise God, I'm part of that. I get to unlock the door so people can come in and worship God. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good gig. And then he says this. Now you are the body. That's you. You're the body of Christ and individual members of it. You got that puzzle? Today you're not the whole thing. You're not. But God has invited you to be a piece of the thing. Today, I don't know what piece you get to be, right? I was thinking yesterday, um, just some areas that in, in the next six months, we're going to open up different things that people can be involved in. But I'll be honest, I, I'm looking at sweepers and janitors and window washers and door openers. That That's first pick for anything, right? Because those are committed people. And I don't know where your peace is, right? So like I get to be over here, but isn't it cool that we get to be peace, a part of that? No matter what the piece is, isn't it cool we get to be part of that? See, it's it's grace that God has called you out of what you were in into His body, and it's it's still grace if God says, "Why don't you come be a finger just as much as it is? Why don't you come be a rib, right?" what if God says, come be a toenail? Is that, is that less than come be an eye? No, because at the end of the day, like we all get to be part of the body and I get, there's all kinds of reasons to not be part of the body. If you grew up in church, like I did, everything screams in you, don't do it, right? Some of you are fighting that right now. Like, you you know God's saying, you know what? This is your puzzle piece, and you're supposed to be here. And everything in you is saying, but last time, you see what happened. And the time before that, you saw what happened. And the time before that, you saw what happened. Every time I get involved, this happens. And he's like, yeah, that's true. But, Grace, I'm still calling you to be in the puzzle. That's true. You ran out four times. I'm calling you to be in the puzzle. I'm just going to pray for us today. Uh, I, don't, I don't really even know how you need to respond to that, right? Like, I'm not saying 45 of you come up and announce your call to ministry and 17 of you join the church. We don't even do that here. Um, but I know that God's speaking to people today, and he, I don't know what he's saying. Maybe he's saying, you need to talk to somebody about how you need to get involved. Don't sit around and wait for somebody to ask you. You can do something. Find somebody that knows. There's all kinds of people that stand on stage and in the back of the room, and if they can't find somebody, then they'll be able to find somebody that can find somebody. Maybe God's saying today, you you need to get involved. You need to let somebody know, and you need to find a spot and be part of the puzzle. Maybe he's saying that. Maybe he's saying to some of you, you know what? you're You're the prayer piece. You know exactly where you fit, right? you're the faith piece you know exactly where you fit maybe he's saying to some of you guys that's cool you show up on Sunday but let's get involved in something else let's weave into the body now you're you're showing up to the box let's be in the puzzle now I don't know what he's saying but I know he's speaking so uh, I'm just going to pray for us today and I'm going to pray for me today and if you need to respond you, you can stand you can pray you can kneel you can lift your hand you can do whatever you need to do I just want to say we are all many parts to one body. And it's not possible to be the whole body without all the parts.